Welcome to another episode of Photo Check. This is your host, Michelle. Welcome to the Mystic Mind Cast. Today, I'm going to talk about criticism. Uh, more specifically, constructive criticism. Opinions of others in regards to your work your photography, your craft, who to take it from, and what happens if there's a creative difference. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. So originally, I wasn't actually, I wasn't planning on doing this. Um, I had, in the back of my mind, of actually doing a podcast like this a long time ago. Uh, However, I guess in some way, shape, or form, I might have done it as a segment, but I want to do it as a whole podcast this time, because I really want and feel like I should address this, because... In the creative universe and photographers alike, we always talk about, um, at least the ones that want to get to the next level and kind of get out of the beginning phase, the beginning phase being that, you know, everyone is saying, yay, you know, you're doing such a good job in accepting that. And Joe Grimes said it best, and I'm not going to quote him because I don't remember what he, exactly what he said, but one of the things he said, and this is PhotoCon last year, I didn't get a chance to go to show, I don't, I don't even think he was there this year, but last year, live, he mentioned about that criticism, that constructive criticism from like your friends and family. And it is the easiest criticism to take because most of the time it's positive. Say, Hey man, you're doing such a good job. That, that photo was awesome. You're doing great. You know, and it's so easy to take that, and I, you know what, anyone that tells me that, anyone that says, hey, you know, your photos are great, man, you're, you're actually good, or some people, you know, um, that aren't exactly my friends, but, you know, maybe like a roommate or whatever, is like, yeah, this is actually good, like, it's easy to take that sort of con- constructive criticism, because it's positive, it's like, you know, thank you, you know, I appreciate that, <laughs> all the while, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, well, it's it's okay. And that beginning phase is important to realize. And as Joel Grimes said, you know, it's great to take it, but you also need to realize that in order to grow, you have to be your own worst critic. Well, I don't think he said that, but I'm... I'm, I'm paraphrasing something he said and I'm kind of adding that in there that you have to be your own worst critic because and 
I'll give you a prime example of this. When I first started out, now I've been doing portrait photography for a little over two and a half years now. So we're going to three years almost here. Coming up in February next year, we're going to three years. When I started out, um, I knew without a doubt there was a lot of work I needed to do. First, I needed to learn my camera. I needed to learn everything regarding ISO, aperture, shutter speed, the basics, right? One-on-one basics menu shooting in originally I, I started in program mode I, I don't even know what that means anymore <laughs> but so I, I don't ever use it so when I first got my you know my I call it my real camera my DSLR D5300 Nikon when I first got that thing I used program mode a lot that's all I knew that in auto but only two things I used. And I started using program more where you could program a setting in. Oh, so that's what it means. It's like you program one of the settings, like I think it's like shutter speed and aperture or whatever. And the other one is kind of like free flowing. It just moves around. It's kind of like aperture or it's kind of like aperture priority or shutter speed priority where you're just you using that number and everything else is automatic. So learning all that stuff because it's tr- it was truly important to get a grasp of my camera up to the point where now I can shoot manual and I just had to flick you know some setting here and there as the light changes or if I'm shooting like you know if it's the lighting is stable or moving around a lot. It's more so if the light is moving around a lot that I shoot in aperture mode, like daytime in the clouds. And even then, sometimes I'll switch it to manual just because I, I'm i not liking the light or I'm getting too much of it and I need to thumb it down because I got too much stuff hitting the sensor and I get this blown out look. Whatever it may be. But I, have to, I had to learn all that stuff. When I originally started out, Learning the camera was key. Learning lighting was key. Still is. All that stuff is still very important. So making a photo, making an image, capturing the essence of whatever it is that I'm envisioning or whatever it is I'm supposed to catch, capture, all of that goes into a photo shoot. And... Much of the time, I would say 99% of the time, people like it. People love it. Whether it's the model, sometimes if they don't like it, then the model doesn't say anything or somebody doesn't say anything. But much of the time, people love my work. They was like, you're doing great, man. You're killing it. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, well thank you, I gladly and I appreciate your feedback, I'd say something like that, or thank you, you know, that that automatic response, 
but in my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, you know, I, I, I it's okay. But I see a lot of other work that's way better than mine that I would love to do one day. And that was my driving force. My driving force was, I got to get better. I got to get better. I got to get better. So every shoot that I did, it, it wasn't necessarily just about learning the camera. It wasn't necessarily learning about composition, lighting, all of the beginning items that you need that are quite essential to capturing, making a photo great. Now, you know, it's also software. So at the time I was learning Lightroom, at the time I was, I didn't even touch Photoshop yet. Photoshop was something that was way off in the distance. I was like, you know what? I know how robust Photoshop is. I know I'm going to just not touch it right now. It's, it's too much. So I've pretty much been scared of Photoshop. I was scared. I was like, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I felt I was doing great with Lightroom and still learning the essentials and then finally getting proficient enough where I just boom, 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 bam. I can knock out photos in a matter of minutes. And I got to that point. But after that, you know, and I had to take a break from photo shoots. Um, literally around my going into my second year of photography, I knew that if I wanted to make it to the next level, if I wanted to increase the quality of my work, that I would have to learn Photoshop at some point in time. I knew that. So I, I took a, I took like this. They had this short class. Um, what's the name of the school that keeps sending me advertisements and all this stuff? Anyways, I took a couple of classes. Um, it was free. It was free. It was like the first four classes were free, and then you had to pay for it. So I mean, it's like an hour. It's like an hour apiece. So it's like literally about four hours of learning Photoshop, which is a lot. Considering how much Photoshop, how much there is in Photoshop, and we're just talking about photography. We're not talking about photo ma- manipulation or anything like that. We're just talking about the basics, color, color grading, um, turning an image black and white, or changing colors or whatever. Basics, right? Basics. That took hours, and even past that, watching hundreds of minutes, hours of YouTube just to learn something and I had a friend tell me I had a friend a fellow photographer tell me you know while I'm learning Photoshop because it was just so foreign to me that there's a lot of things you can do and so many ways to do one thing in Photoshop that you literally have to already know what you want to do with your photo with your image, whatever it is that you're working on. And whatever that is, you figure out how to do that one thing very well and learn it. And learn like bits and pieces of how to do certain things. Like for me, when I was first learning, I, I, I needed to learn the basics like blemish removal, um, you know, 
color changing, temperature changing, mostly stuff I already knew in Lightroom anyways that I already did, but Lightroom is more easier, it's way easier, and whoever says that Lightroom is harder than Photoshop, get the, get out of here, that is, at least for me, I, I learned from Lightroom to Photoshop, not the other way around, I know there are photographers out there that have learned Photoshop and then went to Lightroom, kind of the opposite, I'm like, no, there's no way. Lightroom is a lot easier than Photoshop. But then again, you know, they learned Photoshop from the get-go, so maybe it was a lot easier for them. I don't know. But the way Lightroom is set up, everything is in, like, one panel. You don't have to go and, like, create a layer. There's no layers in Lightroom that I know of. So moving to the layer thing was huge. It was it was a game changer because you could work on different layers and yeah I knew what Photoshop was for the longest time I even played with it um, many years ago when I was trying to like make some like CD art or whatever and I was I was I mean for what I wanted to do I, I did it and I was successful but then after that I didn't touch Photoshop I never got into it the only other time I messed with Photoshop was when I went to film school and just messing around it was like one of the like the basic courses okay yeah welcome to photoshop class this is what you do blah blah, blah. don't forget to save that was it that was literally it it was a class that you had to take before you got into the core classes you know for for a trade school that's pretty too i mean for any school that's gonna put you out there and the fin in the arts in general, you know, Photoshop's got to be a class, right? It's got to be a class, which is kind of ironic, but anyways. So, anyways, learning Photoshop. Then I was like, you know, I found this new app. I found this new software, Capture One. Um, those two programs alone were a hell of a learning curve. Capture One is more similar to Photoshop, but, well, not Photoshop, Lightroom. It's more, like, similar to Lightroom, but the best analogy I can give you is that it's like Photoshop and Lightroom had a baby. And some of the best parts of Photoshop went in there as well as Lightroom, and we created a kid. Like, in Capture One, there's layering. So you can layer, you can also dodge and burn, you can put in masks and stuff, which is, you, can, you can do that stuff in Lightroom. I don't know about the dodging and burning elements. I don't think you can do that in Lightroom. But, so, that program alone was a, was a fucking, it, it was both a game changer and a hell of a learning curve. It was just like, wow. So, my editing went from mere minutes and I, this is all the while I'm doing actual photo shoots so I had to learn this stuff I had to force myself to learn force myself otherwise the shoots would get finished so while the editing process did take a lot longer I would have to learn as I went this is the only way I could do it besides the courses and the classes and all that stuff which is only four classes and between that and, you know, hundreds of hours of watching Photoshop videos, Capture One videos, Lightroom videos, haven't been right. Anyways, long story short, 
that's pretty much the basic foundation that I needed to get to where I am today. And where am I? Where, where am I today? What is the point of this? Because I, I, you know, I, like I said, I originally didn't want, or I not didn't want, but I wasn't going to make this this podcast. I want to address it. You know, as we sit around the table, as as photographers, creators, you know, some people will say that you know, I will take constructive criticism. I will I accept it. And that's the only way that I can get better is if people tell me something, not just, well, it's great. It's good. You're killing it, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, when someone says that, when somebody tells me your work is good, your work is dope, bro. I get ecstatic. I appreciate that feedback and their opinions. And Joe Grimes, he said something like this. That's all well and good. However, when you get to a point where you're content and no longer growing because you're just accepting that, then sets that sets the problem. You're no longer growing because people are telling you you're doing great and you just accept it's great. You're just accepting their word for it. And for me, I, as I said before, for the longest time, I thought my work wasn't good. I mean, maybe okay at best. Some people were blown away by it. I was like, well, I mean, thank you, but I know that I can do better. I think that maybe this summer, you know, I had a sprinkle of uh, mild depression. I got to say that. I had a lot of things going on, um, transitioning, moving, falling behind in photo shoots, and then I had this one shoot. I'm not going to say which one it is, but because that's kind of the reason why I'm making this podcast now. I had this major shoot. And it's kind of the one that set it off. It set it all off because I knew, you know, when I first started this whole thing, I knew what I was getting into. I knew the model was very demanding. However, I also knew that she did some dope ass shit. I know that now. When I look back at the stuff that she had created with other creatives and photographers and and all that, I'm like, damn. This chick is really doing it. (laughs) 
So here's what happened. You know, I finished editing the shoot. It was one of the most ambitious uh, shoots that I have done probably to date. And that's mostly because the sheer amount of time that I had spent on the on the on the on the photos, and we're talking about just five photos, five images, right? Five images. Now you would think that that wouldn't take long. Now, when I tell you what kind of shoot it was, this will change. This will change everything. It's a beauty shoot. It's a beauty. It's a beauty photo shoot. The shoot itself. I think we shot about three or four hours until five a.m. in the morning. Once we started late. Makeup was two hours. We had to eat. By the time we got around to shooting, it was probably about one o'clock in the morning, maybe 12. 12, 12 30 to one o'clock. We started four hours later. Sun's coming up. It was the one it was one of those nights. And so one of the most ambitious shoots, one of the most funnest shoots, because it was like a sleepover. Had a makeup artist, model whole concept, everything, ready to go, lighting ready to go, the shoot takes months for me to edit, because this whole, my depression is set on, all this stuff came up, I wasn't getting good sleep, days are hot, so it's very non-conducive to doing anything constructive at all. So I have all this stuff, and I have to say this, because I feel better. I feel better that I've gone through it, and I feel better having said it, because it happens. Or people, life happens, and it sucks. The important thing is to get through it and remain healthy. Like I said, mild depression, there wasn't anything serious. So, I finally finished the shoot. Um, I sent all the photos out, everything. Hours and hours. We're talking about hours. Literally hours. I stopped editing some couple months ago. I stopped all together. It was one shoot that stopped everything. And I keep telling, I keep telling my friends and and everybody knows that the one shoot I stopped doing shoots I actually took a break for a month because everything was going on mostly mostly the move the move just literally put everything in a standstill and I I didn't really want to shoot I didn't really want to edit so I would do it every now and then here and there just just to get something done but any high demand, highly demanding shoot, I just I stopped working on. All the while, I got models asking, you know, hey, where are the photos at? I keep telling them, you know, I, I apologize. I, it's been rough. So, I finally finished this shoot, edited f- photos fully developed, sent out. I needed to get it done. It was holding me back. 
And then I started shooting again. Uh, about a week later. The model, because I was wondering, I was like, well, I haven't heard from her. I haven't heard anything. And then yesterday I sent a message out. It was, it was something regarding one of the, something regarding the edit, editing or something. I, I had asked, I had asked, cause I was like, you know, I added texture to one of the photos and I want, I was just gauging really. I didn't really know what, she gets busy sometimes and sometimes she doesn't respond or whatever. And I asked this question, like, you know, I had a texture to one of the photos. Can you guess which one it is? And she replies. She tells me that, you know, hey, I think it's the third one because it's the most overdone. I was like, okay. Um, so we get in this conversation about the editing, the development, and come to figure out she's not exactly ecstatic about the editing and she feels that the photos development was overdone and I don't I don't think she necessarily was rude about it I just Again, it goes back to those positive, you know, critiques, right? So I get this negative critique. And I also believe it's part of the reason why... Why is the motherfucker parking next to me? There's plenty of places to park. So when I initially finished the sample edit, because the sample edit is something I do after every shoot, I... um, I was, I think I was only halfway done with the photo. Because I still had to learn so many aspects of beauty photography editing, which it takes hours. So, once you get past the, you know, all the blemish, small stuff like that, everything else is fairly simple. So, I sent out the sample edit just sometime, a little bit after we did the shoot. So, probably within a couple of weeks after the shoot was done. Something I normally do, not a problem. I probably should have well, I, I, well she gave me the feedback and she told me yeah it's a little more a little strong on the contrast and then I was like well I'm still developing I'm still uh, it's not done it's just a sample edit and so with that in mind because I knew she she didn't really like harsh contrast I mean the contrast wasn't that hard for me but then after everything, after the whole process is over, she thought it was over, over, overdone. And she just told me her opinion. She told me she didn't like it. Basically. And I think that's one of the reasons why I just stopped doing, I stopped editing the, the shoot all together. And, um, 
I just more or less started editing other things. I started shooting other things until I got to a point where I just, you know, this the project that I started wasn't getting done. I wasn't doing anything and so I started again, slowly but surely started developing the photos again with the feedback in mind. So I took off instead of adding the you know, the amount of contrast or whatever, I took a little bit off. Long story short, I finished all five photos, which probably took an average of two hours a piece. Well, more than that actually. Because I was learning. And now I can do it a lot faster, but the thing is she didn't like it. So we had this conversation just yesterday. Just yesterday, the first time I heard a full, a full Monty of our feedback. And I took it as best as I could. Uh, Just like before, I took it as best as I could. And I stated, well, that's opinionated. And it is it is opinionated. Art is subjective, right? So if I create something and somebody doesn't like it, is that wrong? No. I mean, I've seen plenty of things that I don't like. But that's not the point. It's part of the point. It's part of the reason why I'm making... was the main reason why I'm making this podcast today. Is because... Who do you listen to when someone says, you're doing great? Who do you listen to? For this instance, for this particular shoot, is the model wrong saying that she doesn't like the photos? Absolutely not. In fact, she showed me an edit of something she did. She edited... And she added something. She did something to the photos, and she was like, "Yo, know, this is a this is an example of something I'm looking for." I'm like, "Okay," and respectively, it was good. So I proceed to open the photos back up. I only to come, only to find out when I open the stuff up because she had mentioned that you know something regarding the the highlights. I haven't looked at the photos in like a couple weeks because I spent hours, hours. Remember this, hours and hours and hours looking at the same thing. So it's been about a week and a half, two weeks. I open up the files again. I'm like, damn, why is it so bright? <laughs> like literally it's bright. I'm like, holy shit, you know. It's like one of my friends, you know, get the computer eyes. I just don't know what you're looking at anymore. And not to make an excuse, but just to make a point. And going back to, well, I had to agree. The images themselves are pretty bright in comparison to something that more along the lines of what she wanted. It was pretty bright. It's actually almost blown out. It looks that way. I'm like, well... 
when I worked on it, it didn't look like that. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, you know, my eyes, you know, when you look at something for a long time, you, you just, it just like, um, so yeah, it was like the first time I looked at it in two weeks. I'm like, wow, this is, this is kind of bright. I had to agree. So, without saying everything she told me about the photo, I would just tell you um, that she didn't like it. And I had to accept that, that she didn't like it. And not only that, not, not only that I had to accept that, her opinion. Because remember, who, who am I listening to? Whose opinion matters most? It's debatable. Because I told her that I think it looks great. You know, besides the fact I could probably lessen the brightness and the and the whiteness of the whites a bit, I think it looks great. People love it. A lot of people that have seen the photo are like, this is amazing, fantastic, whatever. And I accept that. But when she told me that she didn't like it, and it it always really, it, it bothers me the most when, because it's rare. It's very rare that a model doesn't like the photos that I, I, I took and captured and developed. It's very rare that they don't like the photo. So I was... I accepted it. I accepted her opinion as best as I could. I didn't argue with her. I said, you know, it's a, you know, your opinion. You're not wrong. She wasn't wrong. I didn't want to fight her. At the same time, you know, we shot together. And to me, the important thing for me is that she's happy with the work. She's not happy. So I'm disappointed. Not in her not being happy, I'm disappointed I'm not having met the goal that was originally established. Two out of three people were happy in this in this shoot. Makeup artist is happy. She's like, oh I love it. Great. The model's not happy. The model's not on board. So now, because this is this is a this is a current event. I don't normally do podcasts about current events, current things happening, but since I'm handling it the best that I can, I'm doing it because I know I can do it. I know I can deal with it. I know that I have to take her feedback. Because it's valid. Remember when I said she did a lot of great shit. Stuff that I look forward to doing. Not just our recent project, our recent shoot. 
but stuff in the future. Stuff she's done in the past that have blown away a lot. I mean, a lot of what I've seen, just people doing like studio work, for example. And then her not liking my product. I mean, I, I gotta, as much as I want to side my own work, and I, I do, I want to like and love my work, and I do, but where's the line? Who do you, whose advice, whose feedback do you take if you can't take your own? Look, when I signed up for this, when I signed on, I told her, I told her, I'm willing to work with you. There was something that she didn't like about my work originally, and I was okay with that because I knew that I had to learn some aspects about beauty photography. I just didn't know. So it was my first time doing beauty photography. And for the most part, the shoot was a success. If I look at, I told you, you know, the editing that I had to put in, the editing is spot on. Like blemishes and all that stuff, it's great. The only thing she wasn't really happy with was the contrast, the brightness. It was too much, too much burning. She felt that. I flattened her face by adding some burning to the wrong spots and highlights places. Well, I only added to the highlights. I didn't take away, but, and she felt that also took away a little bit from the makeup job because of the brightness. And there's, there's other things, but for the most part, that, that was the reasoning behind why she didn't like the photo. As well, as far as like the other things, I, I think she, she was satisfied with the basic elements, just not everything else. So, I had to take a step back. This is something that, if I look at it, and if I look at it like this, Joe Grimes had a similar thing happen. Somebody said something, and he said it was something like a like a, like a, a jab in the side. It just it was devastating. Well, I'm not saying this feedback is particularly devastating because. I know that this model in particular is very demanding. I knew she's very particular. And I knew that when we started this whole thing. I knew that and I want to I want to work with her because she's driven. She has something a lot of models don't have. And I respect that. I respect her opinion. I respect her feedback. And so that's why I have to accept it. 
because she made a very, very clear point. I told her, you know, all honesty, I'm used to people liking my work. You know, saying it's great, saying it's good. So when she told me that, and I told her, you know, I'm I'm just I'm not used to it. I am not. And because it's her of all people. I've tried a number of times to do she with her and she turned me down for whatever reason. And um, so because it's her because of the quality of work that she has done with other creatives is pretty high. I desire to work with her from a long time ago. It's not the first time we've we've talked. It's not the first time this is not the first time we've shot either. I've shot with her at least two other times. Uh, the other was a workshop. First one, second one was a co-shoot. And even then, she never posted my photos to, to this day. But she told me that there's some things she doesn't like to post, even even like other shoots. She's that like extreme with how she selects like different photos and stuff. Like she's that extreme. And I knew all this stuff before I wanted to work. But I, I knew if there was anybody that I wanted to work with, it was her. Because I knew that she would drive this thing drive the quality upward because it's honest and and I totally totally respect that her honesty as harsh as it was because I didn't say everything she said to me as harsh as it was and as harsh as it seemed it was pure. And I had to accept it. What else am I going to do? If somebody says, your work sucks. Well, she didn't say my work sucks. She says something along the lines that it looks cheap. It's like, a, it, it kind of hurts a little bit. Then I thought about it. Not that she's right. Not that she's wrong. I thought about everything. I thought about how 
she wants to get to the next level. Not just being an instant model, but going beyond. So going back to when I told her that I'm used to people saying, this is good work, this is good stuff. She tells me, that's because you work with a lot of beginners. They don't know. They don't know what's great. They know what's good, but they don't know what's great. Something like that. I, I'm paraphrasing that. Like, I added the extra part. Like, But that's, to me, is what she said. You've been working with beginners that don't know any better. I'm like, damn. Like, damn. When you're right, you're right. (laughs) I mean, I, there's nothing else I can say to that because she's absolutely right. You work with beginners and they don't know any better. So, no longer is is it a dilemma. No longer is it, where do we go from here? What's the best way I can do to correct this? How can I improve my work? How can I improve the quality? If the quality is not there, and not that she's the supreme judge over whether my work is good or not. But it comes down to who do you listen to? Do I listen to myself? Do I listen to the makeup artist? Do I listen to other people? And everybody's opinion I value. If somebody says it's good work, I take the word for it. I don't think they're a liar. They're not wrong. Hell, the model's not wrong. Everyone is open to their opinion. But here's the catch. Because I always talk about this a lot and different groups and different posts within certain photography groups about this. And I always mention, well, everybody's got an opinion, just like everybody has an asshole. The people you listen to explains why it is they like or don't like a photo or an image, right? She breaks it down. She told me everything that she thought was wrong with the photos. She's very knowledgeable. She knows editing. She knows the process. Begs the question, 
that she's right. I mean, she's right in her own right, right? She's not wrong, but she uh, she's also not the supreme, absolute judge over whether the work's good or not. I still like my edit. It doesn't mean that's even right. Question is not where do we go from here, but how do we get to that point? How do we? Let's say, well, I thought about it this way there's multiple universes, there's multiple versions of everything. If that's the case, my version, my original initial version of the edit isn't absolute. It's one out of many, right? It's one out of hundreds of thousands of versions, right? Me creating another version is still my work, right? As long as I like it. That's how I see it. And so that's how I will proceed. So getting back to who to listen to because that's one of the questions right who to listen to for constructive criticism it's it's okay to listen to your friends and family and but will listening to that feedback improve your work will it take you to the next level or will it keep you in this this area where you'll just be forever where I'll just create this mediocre work even the model said, you know, there's, there's certain things she doesn't like to post, but she settles for less and sometimes does it anyways because it's, it's all I have. So I'm not the only one. So I've already decided to create another version. I don't know what's going to be better. My goal, my goal has always been to improve on myself, improve on my work, to obtain the best version. I don't know what that is because I haven't created it yet. But somehow, if the version I created isn't the best, and let's just say it's not, there's got to be a better one right am I not wrong am I am, am I right if this is not the best version that I created what is the best and I know that I know this is the first beauty photography uh, session I've ever done it is not my best work I know that because it's my first I, I can't just get beginner's luck and say, oh, this is the best work I've ever done. Yes, it is the best work I've ever done. At this point, up to this point in time, I would say without a doubt, it is the best edit I've ever done in my life. Up to this point, because I haven't learned. I've only been doing it for two and a half years. I've only been doing Photoshop for maybe a year and a half. There's people that have been that have been doing Photoshop for years. And you see their work? When I see their work, I'm like, I'm still blown away. Like, how can I do that? 
How can I get to that level? The only way that I can get to that level is if I can make a better version of this, right? If this is not the best version that I have done, then I am bound to create it, right? I am bound to create a better version. And it's inevitable It's inevitable that I would like that version because I created it. Even if it's not this one. I'll create a better version in this reality. I'll create a better version in this universe. It's got to be better. Right? It can't be worse. It could be if I, you know, jack it up enough, I'm sure. Anyways, that's the point. That's the whole point. She gave me her feedback. And I could choose to say, you know, that's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. Just like anybody's entitled to having an asshole. Or, and I've said this many times, I can accept it. I can accept it and I can either do something about it or not. That's it. And that's what I want you to think about when somebody says, this sucks. But who's saying that? Is it Joe Blow is doing drugs on the corner and saying that? Or is it somebody you've worked with? Somebody you would consider a muse that's saying that. The saying that's giving you the honest truth that says, you know, it's, it could be better. It has potential. But I don't like it. And yes, they are entitled to that opinion. But look at the person who sang it. And you can decide whether to accept it or just blow it off. And I told her, I told this model, well, I consider her amused in some, uh, in a lot of aspects, I consider her amused because she's done so many different things with so many different other people and I've seen the work. It's always great. It didn't start off that way, but it's been great. Stuff that I want to do, you know, and we did it. We, we, we did a shoot it was the most ambitious shoot to date that I've done editing wise, shooting wise, lighting studio, makeup artist, everything you would want. Good to go. Good to go. So the work is done. Essentially. It comes down to the editing. It comes down to the execution. That's all that's left. So if this edit is not the best, then I am bound to create the best. That's how I look at it. That's how I see it. That's my goal. It's always been my objective. And I could fight the model. I could fight the muse and be like, no, you know what? You're wrong. Get out of here. But that's wrong, right? I'm. She's, she's the, the canvas. 
She's the model. I'm getting this countdown on this thing. It's making this noise. I got about four minutes. I'm going to wrap it up. Feedback's important. Constructive criticism is great. And even better, positive is amazing, but will it help you? Will it push you to excel, to improve your work? If it's something you're doing that's jacked up and you're not, you know, and somebody's not addressing it, you're not learning, then you're not learning. You're not excelling. You're not improving. Your quality is just the same. I, I think it's important to ask people, is my work good? Is that good? I don't always do it. I'm not great at that. And maybe because I don't like negative criticism or maybe I'm just used to getting positive criticism all the time that I just don't, I just don't do it. Maybe it's just, I just start doing it more. Maybe I should. But also listen to who's giving it. I mean, if the person is giving you the f- negative feedback is, you know, some Joe Schmo that doesn't even do photography, then why is his opinion even important? And not to say that it's wrong, but why is it important for you that, you know, his opinion matters that much? The only reason why this model and me, and I, like I said, I consider her a muse. Her opinion matters to me because she's a part of the collaboration process. Her time is valuable. And I got to respect that. So if she's not happy, then I got to fix that. To me, if she was a client and she was pissed off, well, she probably wouldn't have shot with me in the first place. Knowing how my work is, but if she's pissed, I mean, she ain't pissed. She's just disappointed. I gotta deal with that. And I will. In due time, I will. I will make a better version, better specs uh, in, in, in her image. And it's still, it's still a collab, right? It's all mutual. So, that's my next, well, my next goal is, my goal has always been to create a better version, to create the best version, to create the best work. I'm going to stop there. And I hope you or anybody that's listened to this has learned and is like, you know, if this ain't the best version of whatever I'm creating, then what is? How best, what's the best way I can do this so I can get the best results? I think sometimes you have to ask yourself that. And that's why you have to be a worst critic. You have to be your own worst critic. Because sometimes you don't get that negative. And not to say you have to be negative, but you have to be realistic. Is this great? I can tell you right off, when I was doing, when I was editing, 
there were some aspects I was like, damn, you know, this is pissing me off. I, I wish I could, you know, do this, change this texture, whatever, better. But anyways, I, <laughs> you see what I'm saying. This ain't my best work. It's my best work at this point, up to this point, but not my best work ever. I'm still working on that. Thank you. So I never said this before, but remember when I said that I had this drive, and I had this huge drive, and I was like, I want to be better. I'm going to be better every shoot I do. I'm going to be better than I was the last time. And I had this this mad, freaking mad drive. And I think that was the the reason why the reason why it was so sudden it wasn't that wasn't the only reason but I'll tell you I'll tell you why the model that I'm talking about I was supposed to shoot with her I was supposed to do a Brandon Wolfel shoot ended up she called off she shot with somebody else uh, a friend, a friend of mine actually, shot with somebody else, and I was devastated. I figured it would be easy, easy shoe in. Anyway, long story short, I ended up shooting with somebody else. I, I, I shot with a male actually. Which is very uncharacteristic, but I was like, you know, give him a shot. We found some dope stuff we made. It was a pretty good shoot. We killed it, essentially. It was great. But I can remember just being driven after that. Just every shoot get better gotta get better gotta get better gotta get better it's not good enough it's not good enough it's not good enough that thought process if I'm thinking about this right the same thought process that model has same one I'm talking about the same one that I got angry about that drove me to do some pretty crazy stuff after that like all the shoes after that and anybody that's ever seen my work after a certain point can attest that my work only got better every time that was my goal always been this year's been different because I I feel like I got to a point you know I got maybe I plateaued or something maybe there's but now I, I, I got it. I got why. I get why she's that way. I get why. She's her own. She's she's her own worst critic. 
not just people that she's worked with, but she's her own worst critic. I understand that now. More than ever. That's why I like working with people like that. So today we talked about constructive criticism, positive, negative reinforcement, who to take it from, who to accept it, and um, taking a bit of my own. I hope that it was very educational as it is has has been for me. And I only want to learn and grow and help others do the same. I'm I didn't get into this so I could be mediocre. I think it's easy for somebody to become mediocre with their work, to be content. And as the model in question stated, to be content and to settle for less when you can always get better. You can always improve on your work. There's no limit to what one can imagine and and execute as long as... They keep an open mind. And when I say keep an open mind, keep an open mind to whatever people say, whether it's as long as it's constructive. Constructive criticism can be harsh, as I said. Whether it's true or false, that's something you're going to have to figure out as a creative, as a photographer, an artist, makeup artist, whatever, you're going to have to figure that out. It's something I have to do. Something that, I, that I've done. And something that I'm figuring out as I speak. And only you can do that. And as I said before, you, you can accept it, go on your merry way, or is there something I can do? to improve upon it is this my best work is this the best version of my best work if you think about it in universe perspectives there's theoretically many many millions an infinite amount of universes right maybe less but we'll just say an infinite amount There's a version of your work that's so astounding that perhaps you win a million dollars, for example. Or 
become like artist of the year and then in some newspaper or magazine or something I don't know I'm just pulling out the best possible scenario if that best positive if that best positive possible scenario hasn't happened given there's many variables behind that <laughs> as to what can happen or actions on your part then it's most likely because it's not your best work or it's not the best version of your best work if I can if you can understand that anyways thanks for listening like and follow if you have your own feedback or constructive feedback on this cast please by all means put in the comment section below in whatever respective social media platform you find us in and I'll get back to you on that but definitely I feel this was a great podcast to put out I hope you think so if you think somebody else would benefit from this please share this podcast and you can listen to this podcast on various different platforms search my name find it on Apple, Google uh, many others and it'll be there so until next time keep creating don't hate but create take it light and cheers